This is The Infatuation Podcast, a show where we get together to talk with Asian creators that we love. This is Curtis, and on today's show, we'll be talking with Baker, social media rock star, and now cookbook author, Kat Liu from Subtle Asian Baking. Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to the pod. Today, we're going to have fun because we're talking about two of my favorite things. We're talking about cooking and eating. Well, more specifically, baking with a subtle Asian twist. And as usual, I need to bring along uh, reinforcements, so I asked my friend Caroline to come co-host with me today. Hey, Caroline. Hey there. Caroline and I go back pretty far back. Don't say it like that. (laughs) I don't know, man. It's like three decades now. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes us thirty. Uh, yeah, we met when we were yeah. born. Yeah, we met yeah. as we were born. Uh, no, we actually met in college. So folks out there can do the math. And so yeah, so we go back to college. And actually, Caroline was one of my grooms people, grooms persons. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that was fun. That was a good day. That was a good day for me. Memorable day for me for sure. Yes, I brought food. I brought yeah, food for you the boys. Did. I brought so. <laughs> Yeah, at my wedding, Kat, uh, Caroline brought some chasu bao for me behind. So backstage, we had some nourishment before we went on. Uh, and Caroline's a baker. Woohoo! Do you bake much anymore? I haven't seen lately. Um, um, I haven't. I haven't posted much lately. A little more uh, busy with my day job. But uh, yeah, COVID was good. COVID yeah. times are good for baking. We should say <laughs> that Caroline is also a teacher down in San Jose. Mm-hmm. And there was a phase where Caroline would be super into working out and posting <laughs> pictures of herself like dripping in sweat. <laughs> and then like 10 minutes later, she'd be posting herself baking stuff. <laughs> you were yeah. like in this hardcore hardcore rotation of baking and working out. That, yeah. That was... yeah. At that point, it was like, you know, I had to keep up with the eating the sweets and the exercise. Now the exercise has dropped off. Who cares? So it's just baking. Eating is good. <laughs> eating is good. <laughs> And Caroline is sort of a celebrity as well. She was on Cupcake Wars. Oh, I was. I was. What year, that what was, year was that? 20... 2013. 2013. 2013. We were in the last season of Cupcake Wars. With your cousin, Natasha. Yes, I was her sidekick. I was her Su- helper. Sous chef. And yes. you won. We did. <laughs> we told That was so unexpected. It was such, such a strange experience, but it was a lot of fun. I remember seeing clips of that. Can you find that anywhere now? You can't find that anywhere online. I think you can still like buy it off of Amazon. I think Uh-oh. I don't know why you would buy it off of Amazon, but you could <laughs> okay. buy the episode off of Amazon. You can get like little snippets on YouTube. All yeah. Right. Everybody look that up. Cupcake Wars. 2013. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming along, Caroline. Absolutely. Good to be here. And all the way from Seattle, we have Kat Liu. Welcome, Kat. Thank you. Thank you for having me tonight. Uh, you've been busy. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen you all over the place. You've been on TV. <laughs> you're on YouTube. You're on podcasts. You're doing everything. I'm just trying to slide into everyone's DMs and get my <laughs> name out there, you know? <laughs> You got it. I respect the hustle. I respect the hustle. And if you don't know Kat's name, uh, Kat is a real social media presence now. She is the founder of Subtle Asian Baking, a Facebook group, which has over 140, I think it's 143,000 members now. 
And uh, her Instagram is, I think it's well done to a fault. I mean, because you, you look <laughs> at your Instagram and you want to eat something, you want to cook something. So the Instagram is really uh, a, definitely a, a lot of eye candy there for, for you to look at some baking goods. And now, well, actually you were an author already, but you're now you're a cookbook author as well with the new book, <laughs> yes. uh, Modern Asian Baking, coming out in June? June 28th. June 28th, uh, available for pre-order now. So what's the best place to find that book uh, on Amazon? Yeah, I mean, if you just Google Modern Asian Baking at Home, you could find it anywhere. I, I'd love for people to support their local bookstores. If the uh, bookstore doesn't have it, they can ask the bookstore to order them or Amazon, or you can go to modernasianbaking.com slash pre-order. We have all of the pre-order information there. And if you pre-order, you get a little bonus. You get some bonus recipes ahead of the time, right? Yep, you get nine, and I'm going to add a few more in. Ah. Nice. So welcome. And yeah, we we just mentioned a little bit that you were just... When would, when did the Tamara Hall come out? Did it just came out today? Yeah, the episode came out today, and we shot it on Tuesday, and that's why we had to cancel this podcast episode <laughs> and... You had to reschedule for for this Friday night. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Uh, so that was how was that? Was that fun being on that show? It was amazing. I have to tell you, it was really, really amazing. It wasn't something I've ever expected. I've never been on a show before like that. I've been on um, a local network show here, New Day, and then that was also through Zoom at home. So for the Tamron Hall show, it was through Skype. But I was able to sit down and see all the behind the scenes. So that was really cool, and all the cute faces that Tamron makes. She like uh, glitters. She's made for TV, you know? <laughs> yeah. You got to respect that. You know, like we do this thing in my basement and we're not live, you know, we're not really video either. <laughs> we're on Zoom. <laughs> but yeah, to be be on, you know, and to just bring it every day, that that's some effort. But yeah, that's cool. And she was highlighting not just your baking, but also some of the social stuff that you've been doing to uh, spread some spread some word and awareness for our community. So. Thanks for doing that for us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you didn't get to fly to New York, though. They were going to fly you out, yeah? Yes, yes. And my husband was freaking out because then I'd be flying out and then he'd be left with the kid and my mom <laughs> and the dog. Who <laughs> 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 would cook for them? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd be in New York City. <laughs> yeah. So it was, a, oh. it was half a relief, but I also did want it to fly in too because I wanted that experience inside the studio, but it would have been yeah. a lot of work for a five-minute, six-minute segment. So in the long run, technology prevailed and it was better to not fly in this time sure sure but yeah that's kind of cool to see your see your face on the on the screen like that <laughs> right <laughs> yep <laughs> does your kid does your kid go what are you doing on the screen mama <laughs> no because he was at school oh so it aired <laughs> here on um 11 a.m and he was in class so then i showed him a clip of it when he came home and he like his eyes lit up and he looked at me and said mom you're so cool that Aww, is very cool. So <laughs> sweet. Eight years old. Oh, <laughs> love it. Love it. Love the little yeah, guys. That is cool. But I, I know that feeling. My my wife had to go to a conference when our kids were little and it was <laughs> it was a rough couple days. <laughs> but we, you know, it, it builds character. <laughs> All right, let's get to know you a little bit, Kat. Uh so should we call you Doctor? Doctor Liu? <laughs> just call me cat just call me cat is fine <laughs> but you do have you are a physical therapist you're, you're not working as a physical therapist anymore are you 
Not right now. So when you guys were talking about being teachers, I was actually in the school district as a school physical therapist. That was my last job as a physical therapist. I am by trade a doctor of physical therapy, certified lymphedema therapist, and I've done a lot of stuff in healthcare and physical therapy. But right now, I think my path is going to diverge a little bit from healthcare and going to more of an authorship, the social media, and the activism. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You're a jack of all trades. <laughs> Yeah, that is cool. And you grew up in New York, I hear. Yeah, yeah. So my dad drove us down from Montreal when I was about two years old, I think. And then he didn't have GPS. He didn't have MapQuest. None of that. He looked at a map. The one from Montreal into Brooklyn, right? And that's where I was raised for thirty plus years. But I don't think I would return back to New York as a resident, right? I'll always want to be there as a tourist moving forward. Yeah, it's a、uh, it's hard living there. I mean. My sister was there for thirteen or so years, and I'd visit her, and just everything seemed a little harder, you know. Yeah, I think you have to be a certain personality to live in that city. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah. You have to be tough. You have to be vigilant and tough, and especially、yeah. now with the hate, you can't even、oh, put、man. on headphones. You got to、mm. know your surroundings. You know, you have to know self defense. You have to carry、mm-hmm. pepper spray. So, I'm grieving deep in my heart for my New York City sisters and older adults right now. Right,、yeah. that's so sad to have to, like, just be always looking around, you know, everywhere. That that's got to be hard. Living in fear is not really living.、Uh, so let's let's flash back to your thirteen-year-old self for a second. We'll talk more about the activism at the end there. But so, as a thirteen-year-old growing up in South Brooklyn, did you say to yourself, you know, what I want to be is a Social media influencer that, was that your career goals, or what were you like as a kid? Did you bake a lot? Did you dream of being an author? What were some of the things that you thought about? I think Curtis and Caroline. I dreamed of being an author for the longest,、mm. and I always,、uh, like you said, a jack of all trades.、So、I,、mm-hmm. I do a lot of creative things. Like I cook a lot. Also, I didn't actually bake a lot because our oven was always filled with pots and pans. <laughs> It's <clean> . true Asian. <laughs> true Asian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thirteen-year-old me just got the internet, so it was AOL dial-up.、Um, yeah, we didn't have social media back then, so I'm I'm actually glad that I didn't grow up in a social media kind of age.、Yeah. The other thing I really wanted to do was make video games because <laughs> I'm a an avid video gamer myself. So I actually did put myself through graduate school making video games online using Flash Flash、really? coding. So Flash is dead now. But that's、yeah. when I made. Yeah, now it's a dead language.、Um, but I made dating sim simulations for girls. So,、um, oh my goodness, that's so awesome! That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and makes like story, and then I drew it with a mouse, and it, it went viral back then. It had like millions of views and plays, and you know you could attach an ad to a game, and I was able to make some money and things、wow. like that. I had always been creative. Physical therapy was something. To honor my parents, what my dad and my mom wanted me to do, they wanted、mm-hmm. me to be a doctor, like my uncle who's a neurosurgeon, or my older sister who's a dentist.、Mm-hmm. But I'm afraid of blood. Yeah.、So、the <laughs> only thing you can do is occupational therapy or physical、yes. therapist, and I chose yeah, physical yeah. therapy, which is ironic because I don't like to exercise. So <laughs> there's a lot of irony in my career choice. <laughs> right, right. I think you and I will get along well together since yes, I dropped the yes, exercise yes. part. <laughs> We ju- we'll just bake and not exercise. Yes, that's that's the way、yeah. to go. That's the way、right. to go. Hey, that makes three of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're growing up, and you know you want to please your parents. So you're going to 
the science route and going physical therapy and and you do that we just talked about that a second ago you're in the school district doing some pt and then so where are we we're we're you're in your career you're working and then pandemic hits is this what happened this is the timeline yes and yes. the whole world starts baking in 2020. <laughs> there was yes. a flour shortage. Good luck getting yeast. Into, you know, March 2020, there was a, yep. there was a yeast run. Uh, and Red you looked flour. on the internet and you were like, I don't see any Asian baking online. Or, or how did this thought process go? Yeah. So Curtis and Caroline, when you Googled in 2020 Asian baking, you'll see sites that are not by Asians. And you don't mm-hmm. see a lot of things that are by Asian bakers. Milk bread, the first recipe that pops up might not have been written by a Japanese person who, and Japanese bakers created milk bread, right? In Hokkaido. And then Tanjan was by a Taiwanese baker, you know? Right. Nowadays, if you Google Asian baking, a lot of the stuff comes from us, right? Modern Asian baking at home. You see subtle Asian baking. When you think baking, you don't really think Asian baking. You think French baking, mm-hmm. right? American, mm-hmm. British, Italian. You don't think Asian baking. Absolutely. Oh. Well, on the Asian baking, I feel like, I mean, like, I'm sure you have this idea too. Like you think of Asian baking and you're like, what do they, they don't bake. Like they don't <laughs> like this, you know, like what kind of Asian, like, you know, you don't even know what kind of like foods they would bake. Like you don't think of that. Yeah. And then you don't know that we actually have a lot of cakes. We do a lot of cookies. We do a lot of bread, you know, a lot of baked goodies. And then we also use the steamer, the the frying mm-hmm. pan, the microwave, you know, we do a lot of things that you might not think it's an Asian cuisine, but it actually is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and then mm-hmm. a fusion, you could do macarons right. with matcha, lemon, yuzu, you know, use an Asian ingredient or a flavor or an inspiration. And so, yeah, I couldn't find a network. And I, I guess that's wh- how things start is when you see a need or a niche and then you want to build it and you're searching for it. That that's how subtle Asian baking began, right? It came from my gluttonous heart. I was so hungry for these foods. <laughs> I wanted to make them at home. I was stuck at home. I was baking banana bread, banana bread and macarons. And now I said, I want to do egg tarts and milk bread and mochi and mooncakes. And that's how it all started. Very cool. And I think for that, the name subtle Asian baking, uh, if you go on Facebook and you look at, you just type in subtle Asian, it kind of, it came out of the group called subtle Asian traits, right? And I think I don't know the year. I think I joined it like in 2019, right before the pandemic, I think. And it was just kind of a funny meme site, right? And people would post up stuff like, oh, that face when you or, you know, something that that triggers a feeling or a thought that you didn't realize other people shared. And so it was kind of a real coming together place. And that that's that group has millions of people, I think. Yeah. And and so that that name got taken by a lot of different people. Some of it not so applicable, right? Subtle Asian dating or subtle Asian real estate or something like that. <laughs> but I, I think for your group, it really fits because like what you just said that, you know, what makes something baking and what makes it Asian, it may just be one ingredient or it may be a technique, like you said, like the steamer to make the chasu bao or a fryer, you know, or it's not all baking, but it's just kind of what we did as Asians to, to kind of fill that, that baked good need. How has this journey been for you as the moderator of this this website with 140,000 people on it? So our global reach is over 300,000. 
because then we also have our TikTok that's growing and then we also have the Instagram. So I think we're around 330,000 now. The growth has been very exponential. Mm -hmm. Um, But the moderation, I have volunteers who help me moderate the group on Facebook. So I'm so glad for them and so appreciative of of them because I don't pay them a penny. (laughs) They do this out of the the happiness of their heart, you know, that they want (laughs) to help promote what is Asian baking. And I want to go back and say that subtle Asian baking is not just for Asian bakers. It's not just for people who are East Asian, South Asian, Southeast Asian. You know, it's for anyone who wants to learn this art, this culinary innovation, this type of baking, right? Asian baking, baking the Asian way. If you want to appreciate our culture, you know, you want to learn and what is pandan, what is ube, what is matcha, you know, it's it's welcoming. It's diverse. It's inclusive. Right. So a lot of people say, Oh, it's just a group for Asian bakers. It's not, it's really not. I think the toughest part for me right now is also being the social media manager of the Instagram and the TikTok because I have to, I have to like pump out content. People don't understand that. I actually, from the moment I wake up to the moment I sleep, I'm thinking about content, you know, putting out more content and what to feature. The biggest part of my job right now as an author, as a cookbook author, is marketing the book. And that's why I've been sliding into everyone's DMs, right? Because I can't (laughs) afford a publicist. I'm working full-time from home now. Now, this is all a creative job and I could do this on my own, you know, account. You know, I'm my own girl boss. So, you know, as, as hard as I'm working, I'm also very happy because I get to do what I love doing now, you know, being creative, affecting other people helping other people too. I'm pretty happy with all of this right now. That's yeah. awesome to be able to get that creative arm going, you know, that you've always had at a young age. Did you find that like when I guess when the pandemic hit and you kind of had this time and that shift happened, did you find yourself having any difficulty or, you know, even some guilt of like leaving that PT side of yourself? and branching out and having that risk like what was that decision process like for you that it must have been hard in some ways caroline i think i've always been a flighty pt ever since i graduated (laughs) in 2008 i got my degree i think i've had 10 different positions as a physical therapist and i've done school physical therapy outpatient in the hospitals i've done everything i've i've started a lymphedema clinic in brooklyn and then i realized that maybe it's because my strength lied lied somewhere else. It was somewhere else. I didn't want to be tied down to a nine to five. I always found myself building things is what made me the most happy building, creating, you know, starting something from scratch. And I think that's, that's why I always started something. I had um, a gaming company called Nami's Productions back then when I was making those flash games. Then I moved to Phil and Mama, my, my uh, mommy blog when I had Phil. Uh And then now um, modernasianbaking.com, the website, and then also subtle Asian baking, the whole social media thing. That's awesome. You're just meant to be an entrepreneur, girl boss (laughs) of your own. Girl boss. I don't know about entrepreneurship. Um, A lot of this is more of a passive kind of income because I'm not really selling a product other than the book. So I think it's more of a a networking and people building connector kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm And actually, I think we jumped the gun a little bit. I wanted to talk a little bit about just how this thing blew up. So you start this, you start this group and it's like just your friends and you or who, how did you get this thing rolling at all to get started? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was, okay. I was on Subtle Asian Traits and that was in 2019. And my cousin introduced me to that um, 
group. And then I was on Subtle Asian Cooking and I was doing a lot of content creating for Subtle Asian Cooking. And I got a lot of like viral hits with my entrees and the things that I was promoting on um, my own recipes. Then I got tired and I said, I don't want to keep pumping out content. I want to build something just like, you know, subtle Asian traits and subtle Asian cooking. So then I just put in the information in Facebook and created subtle Asian baking. That was it. Uh I invited all of my friends, you know, who I knew loved to bake and cook. So my uncle, my uncle Kimball, you know, my close (laughs) friends. Yeah. And then they invited their friends. And then I started inviting other people that I searched on the other groups. And it just... It just went exponentially without like much effort on my own, especially in the beginning. And then people just heard about it. Like maybe someone's mom tells their daughter and the daughter's, uh, let's say someone in food media. And so she writes an article for Eater. So this is Jessica Way, who wrote an article for Eater. And then that was December, 2020. And then from there, you know, once you get more media pieces, that's how, you know, I got on the Tamron Hall show. That's how I got on New Day and then Eater Seattle. It just one one thing leads to another. So it kind of feels like it's been faded. Or <laughs> like how do these like little pieces all fall in together so yeah. perfectly, right? So yeah. I think it's just meant to grow. The right time, right content, right person. Yeah. That's cool. What what sorts of things have you learned by doing it? Um, you know, the recipes start pouring in. What sorts of things have you learned cooking wise or even techie wise? Or what was the learning curve like for you? Luckily, I've always been a techie, so I've I've always made websites. So I know HTML. I've learned that on my own. You know, I, I used to code games, so I'm good at at that point. Point um, cooking is is the part that I need to keep working on, right? So making my first cookies in 2020, learning from my friend Will, who moderates Subtle Asian Baking. He owns a bakery called Bakerman in New Zealand, right? Um, learning from him. He did a live on cookie baking. And then after that, I said, oh my gosh, it's so easy to bake a cookie from scratch. I need to keep doing it. So now <laughs> I'm a, a cookie maker, right? I love uh-huh. making cookies. I asked people about macarons because macarons are so hard. And then <laughs> I learned from subtle Asian baking, you could do it a Swiss method instead of the mm. French method. So mm-hmm. now it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. And then bread, should I use tangjang? Mm-hmm. Should I use udain? So yeah, the learning curve, I think has been more on the baking side and recipe writing and the cookbook writing side, then um, maintaining all those other stuff. Because tech-wise, I've always done a little bit of that in the past already. So Kat, what, what's been the best part of this process, this two-year journey for you so far? I think meeting people like you guys. Hey! Meeting the right. community of bakers. You know, people are so supportive and so wonderful. And then just hearing people say like, you know, thanks for being a voice. You know, thanks for being outspoken. Someone called me hero today. That was really sweet. You know, um, all of us lifting each other and me having met Michelle Lee of the Very Asian Uh Foundation. uh Now, just seeing that the support is amazing. So many podcasters who have invited me on, you know, all the Asian podcasters, the Asian media and the journalists, you know, the BIPOC media, um, just forming these connections, these networks, and then knowing like we're all part of this one fabric, right? Just, yeah. just meeting new people, I think, has been the best part of, of all of this. Have there been any negatives? Any Anything that is not the best part about doing this? When we got viral in January of this year, and then on TikTok, you know, one video hit 5.8 million views, another Whoa. one hit 3.3, and it's all just colorful milk bread, colorful cheesecakes. 
And then the flood of comments telling me not to talk about being an Asian female author, you know, the, the racist things that have happened, the trolling, um, all yeah. of that took a toll from January to February. It's calmed down now because, you know, people start hating on you, then you clap back and you, you know, you call you them out. They kind of stop. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, you can't win. And I kind of ignore it now. But then I was on live on Instagram just this week. And then I had a flood of trolling comments and people saying, barf, disgusting, your food's nasty, mold, you know. Uh, and then I just kicked them out of the, the live. Uh, so I uh, think that the cyberbullying aspect has been the worst. Yeah. And also the Asian hate that's been happening. You know, the, yeah. those are things that have been the worst, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it's. It's been a tough year, you know, for us, well, a couple of years for Asian Americans. And like we talked about earlier, just having these conversations with, with your parents or your grandparents and telling them to be careful and looking over your shoulder and, and you just feel helpless because it's not like we created the situation, you know, it's not like we did anything to get into the situation. So you can't do anything to get out of it. So yeah, definitely a big part of what's going on in the internet is just <laughs> So, uh, a great blessing you know there's sometimes when it's just a, this amazing amazing place and sometimes it's just a wasteland of negativity and so yeah don't read the comments cat <laughs> just, just, <laughs> there's you too know, many i have to ignore them doing. now <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah all right so let's talk about your book a little bit so you got recipes flying in at you from all over the world and um you're 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 thinking to yourself or or were you thinking a book or or was it only after the editor came up to you that you started thinking about the book? I've always wanted to write more books. I just never had the time. So I wrote a book during maternity leave. It was a young adult rom-com. And then I stopped after that because then, you know, having a newborn is, is quite hard yeah. to, to write all the time. Uh -huh. <laughs> Diaper change, breastfeeding yeah. <laughs> over and over yeah. again. Yep. And this cycle. Start again. Yeah. <laughs> Start again, right? And then he's growing. And then once the editor reached out, then I felt this was a sign to do the cookbook. I was yeah. scared. I, I'll be very honest. I've never written a cookbook. I didn't know that, you know, you do the proposal, you do the pitch, you do all these presentations, and then you write the book. And then you test the recipes. And then you have to do all this marketing. Like, if, yeah. would I do it again? I, I would. I would. But it's very tough. So yeah. um, it, it's been great, I think. Yeah. And we should say that, yeah, you have a couple books. There are, they are still available here and there. <laughs> Don't read them, please. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. And they're not edited. They're just self, self-published. I have a uh, very fatal flaw is that I just need something done. And sometimes I'm not detail oriented. So I married the perfect man. He's very detail oriented. So, you know, we complete each other. But for me, I just wrote the book. It was a first draft, and I just self-published it without like editing. <laughs> so please don't read it. I don't know why it's still in circulation. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. <laughs> but it's fun. But maybe you learned, maybe you wouldn't be here today without you know as a cookbook author without that experience too. Though I you think so. Know, right? Yeah. You never know. Yeah. So we won't we won't talk about those books, but we will <laughs> talk. <don't. laughs> we will talk about modern Asian baking at home. Uh, how did you pick the recipes for this book? I did a poll. So I did a lot of polls to see like, you know, would you rather see melon pan or pineapple bun? Would you rather see egg tart or pull tart? So I picked everything that I love to eat and I would love to make and then polled people what they would choose. And that, that's how the six, eight recipes came about. 
Yeah, yeah, 68 recipes. Um, and we got to take a little peek at it ahead of time, so thanks for that. And it is gorgeous. And Thank you. Super fun to look at. Even just reading the introduction just got, got me excited because it's just, it's from the heart, right? It's It's not, like that's for Asians... I don't know if it's cliche to say, but, you know, cooking is our, our love language. Cooking is our culture. A lot of times people came to this country with a couple pieces of clothing, zero money, but they had recipes and they had memories. And that that's kind of how our culture got passed on for a lot of people who came to this country. So you got 68 recipes and you had to test them all. You had to try them all. Yes, absolutely. So some of the recipes are actually from my own brain. So I made like a corn and cheese ice cream with a butterfly pea flower syrup. So it was mm. from a re- uh, an ice cream that I had in New York City that I remembered. And it has a Filipino inspiration since my mm-hmm. husband is Filipino and my son's half Filipino. I wanted to make something as, you know, a tribute to their culture, to their heritage and things like that. It was tested by 23 recipe testers from around the world. Oh, wow. <laughs> we had 700 plus people apply to be a recipe t- tester. I chose from the first of the list. And then, of course, I tested every re- recipe too. And then our food stylist and food photographer also made all of the recipes in the book that you see those photos. And so she was my re- recipe tester as well. Nice. Yeah, that's very cool. How do you make the ground rules of what is considered Asian or not Asian? Did you? Did you wrestle with that at all? Or did you just kind of anything that, you know, there's techniques, of course, and there's ingredients. What are, what are some of the, the ground rules you had to qualify to be Asian baking? or Asian <laughs> Yeah, a lot of it is if there's a story behind it. So uh, someone who is from Asia who has a story like this was passed down from their mom who is Malaysian. You know, then I could include that story or it's a traditional dish or it's using a an ingredient that is Asian, like matcha, you know, that's from Japan, mm-hmm. right? So that's how I picked it. Um, the recipes don't have to be from Asian bakers. And also, I think the most important was, is the inspiration behind it too. So you need to write that head note for each recipe. So how did mm-hmm. the recipe come about? Who is it from? Is it from my grandma, like my chiffon cake, right? That's Ama's chiffon cake. It's her recipe that she passed down to me that she learned in Vietnam from French techniques, right? So that's how I picked that recipe. And then, like I said before, that ice cream, you know, it gives a tribute to my husband and my my son's culture and their heritage being Filipino, right? And then using like ube, Mm -hmm. the yam from the Philippines, using black sesame, making a black sesame soup that my mom made for me. That's a Cantonese dish, right? The black sesame soup. As you were thinking about the inspiration of those recipes did you also think about like you know asia is so big so i guess how did you kind of at least come to a point where you could say okay i think i i did this justice sorry you know to my abilities at this point or you know i mean i guess how what was that defi- deciding factor i feel one book will not do asian baking justice so that's i'm going to be very frank about that and you know even russia is part of asia right if right. you think about it um i try to include recipes from east asia so, and then also from Southeast Asia and from South Asia. So I'm trying to do the best I can with only 68 recipes to to go by and with my own, you know, skill set too. Right. Absolutely. So I'm not going to say that I, I can't include like a lot of Indian mm-hmm. de- um, desserts or recipes if I didn't ask 
an Indian friend, right? So I have a Mongolasi um, in there that mm-hmm. I consulted with my neighbor who's Indian. I also have their chai. Mm-hmm. It's Serge's chai, my friend Serge, who made this chai. It's his recipe. So I included that in there, right? I feel like I can't do justice to all of Asia. And if mm-hmm. I could change it, I, I might say, you know, modern East Asian baking at home. (laughs) I'm sure there's going to be some backlash, you know, there's going to be some backlash, but you have to understand this is a Western publisher. I'm doing the best that I can with my resources, my timeframe. I was given six months to write the book, 68 recipes, test all of them. Right. Uh, there right. could be a modern Asian baking at home number two, hopefully. And then I could, right. And then I could include more of the inclusion, but I, I'm very frank in everything that I wrote in there, you know, the cultures that I can represent with these recipes. And I'm hoping that people see that it's from the heart and it's not doing any harm. You know, I want our food to be appreciated, not appropriated, you know? So I'm hoping that, that the message comes across. Well, just from talking to you, I just commend all your efforts of all the thoughts you put into, you know, choosing the recipes and, you know, it really speaks volumes when I hear that, um, you know, how much thought you put into it, you know, just, yeah, I really appreciate that. Thank you. And I, you know, I see a lot of cookbooks will tell you what, where their inspiration and their adaptations come from. I make sure that every recipe that's not completely mine has an attribution. So someone gets credit. Fabulous. That's awesome. Uh, So Caroline, have you looked through the book at all? Have you noticed any recipes that caught your eye? Uh, well, the milk bread, of course, was, uh-huh. you know, I was, I like to compare recipes a little bit with the milk breads because, you know, I make a milk bread too, and I've used the Tongzhou me- method as well. And so, you know, it's, it's nice to see some of the methods that I've used before um, come into play, but I'm actually a little intimidated by Asian baking. Oh, <laughs> you won the cupcake wars. Come on. <laughs> I could never be in a baking show. So you're being too humble. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> I, but I, I think there are probably different levels yeah cat like the cheesecakes might be pretty easy or on the easier side and then there's some that are five ingredients and there's some maybe 20 ingredients yeah yeah not the japanese cheesecake that's probably a, a more of a mid to expert level i think so don't tackle that first if you're a beginning baker but a lot of the other stuff are very easy like the matcha bass cheesecake you just blend mm. all of the batter in and then you just bake it that's really uh-huh. easy. Uh-huh. The um, mochi mooncakes, the the snowskin mooncakes might be a little tougher. And then the uh-huh. tongyun, the soup dumplings mm-hmm. are a little bit tougher too. Yeah. All right. I got a little challenge for both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see if you guys come up with this. All right. So I'm going to give you a scenario and see if you can come up with something to uh, to bake for this. It does it have to be Asian? Uh <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you slide, Caroline. You can do whatever you want. You can do. Well, I mean, I want to do justice to this podcast too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You may you may not appear at all on this podcast. <laughs> like, like, the whole thing is like cut. <laughs> what happened to that person you introduced? All right, are you ready? Uh, well, luckily, Caroline, you have a pro sitting uh, sitting up above you. Right. Here, so, right. Yes. So you're good. All right. So it is Saturday morning. And you've got a little time to bake. So let's say the kids got karate class or something on Saturday morning. Your husband, your partner takes them to karate class. Uh, it's also cheat day, so calories don't count. 
what are you going to make on your day off when you have a little bit of time? Maybe you got like two or three hours in the morning on a Saturday. What Just what, what comes to mind if you had a couple hours free time on Saturday that you could bake that you're just going to enjoy? Either one of you. <laughs> are we supposed to press the buzzer? Ding. Yeah, no, it's not a contest. <laughs> you go not first, Caroline. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Not me. Um, okay. Let's see. Okay. So if I had time. You have all the ingredients at hand, too. <laughs> all right. If I had time, I would make cinnamon rolls. Uh-huh. Um, cinnamon rolls or donuts. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> with a creme. Yeah. With a creme pate. Yeah. Yeah. Creme pate three. Um, yeah. With a little matcha in it. <laughs> yes. With a little matcha in it. If I was, <laughs> there we go. If, if I were doing my little Asian baking in the morning, um, I actually would make these like pancakes that my grandfather used to make my yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were just the kind of crepe like, and you know, no measurements. Like you just use like the Chinese soup spoon, like yeah. <laughs> um, pouring stuff in. So they were kind of crepe-like and very amorphous. They never turned out in a circle, uh, but they were like kind of eggy and very crepe-like. So I would have made those. I have no idea what they're called, but my grandfather used to make them, and yeah. we called them Chinese pancakes. I have no and idea your, if they were. Your grandpa was from Shanghai. Uh, no, that was my yeah from Guangzhou, um, oh. from Toisan. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. How about you, Kat? What would you do? You have a couple hours. You got all the ingredients. The house is empty and quiet, and you have some time to bake. I think I'll do the Swiss roll cake. Ooh. Mm. What ingredients? What flavors would you throw in there? So I think a matcha Swiss roll cake with really fluffy matcha cream, and then probably put some boba on top of it because Swiss roll cakes are a little harder to make, you know, perfectly to, to put that cream ratio in there and rolling it up and then cutting into beautiful slices. So definitely that. So what is your tip then for when you make a Swiss roll cake to keep it round? (laughs) So some people say that once it comes out of the oven, you know, when it's still a little bit warm, you roll it up with the parchment paper that's still on it, or you you change the parchment paper to a new one, or yes. you could use like a lint-free towel, and then you yes. roll it up first, mm-hmm. right? And then you let it rest like that for a little bit, and then you unroll it, and when it's all cooled down, that's when you put the cream on. Okay. But it has a little memory of that shape. That yeah, you know. like a memory foam. Ah. <laughs> it's just proteins, right? It's all yeah. flour. It just has proteins with like memory structure and things yeah, like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, next challenge. You did well. You both get 10 points for that one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're being <All> right. scored. <laughs> uh, well, there are no prizes, but yeah, we'll see. Okay. Um, well, I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Would you rather do something fancy or something comforty? Mm, either is fine. Uh, let's do a quick one. Let's do a quick one. All right. Okay. It's Thursday afternoon. You just got home from work. Had a tough week. Trying to make your Friday a little better. So you've got like an hour to whip something up. Uh, it's, and then you got you know, you to do other stuff too. It's still Thursday. What could you whip up quickly to satisfy, not necessarily a baked good, but to satisfy... Some kind of craving you might have or something that just might, you need something to hit the spot, but you don't have a lot of time. Let's go cat first this time. Okay. You can make a very easy creme brulee and it really hits the spot too because uh, the, the batter is very easy to mi- mix. Then you just bake it in bain marie. And then the only thing that 
you need is a blowtorch, but it hits all the right spots because yeah. it's creamy and it comes out crispy on the top and it's just so delicious and comforting. And then you can make the creme brulee any flavors. I've made pandan, ube, black sesame, matcha creme brulees uh, before. So I think with an hour, I'll do that. Yeah. And then you can make yourself an egg white omelet the next day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Caroline, what are you uh, what are you making up in an hour? All right, so am I am I making a sweet or a savory? Whatever would hit the spot for you. Whatever will hit the spot. So okay, so it's a savory then. Um, okay. I'm making some. I'm just gonna walk fry some shrimp, and then uh, shred some cabbage and make some homemade flour tortillas. Okay. Oh, and then you have to have some of the the spicy sriracha mayo. That's oh, perfect on top. <laughs> to make it Asian. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not just to make it Asian. That's the way I eat it. <laughs> okay. right. You can make tortillas in an hour. You can make homemade tortillas in an hour. Oh, yeah. Easy, easy. Really? Okay. Yes. Yes, you can too. Uh, okay. <laughs> just the just the masa, just masa and water and some fat? No, it's the flour tortilla, not masa. That's corn. Oh, okay. So yeah. like just, just all purpose? Flour, flour, butter, water. That's it. Flour, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, flour, we, used to get, water. We, we used to get these tortillas from Mexico when Viv has some relatives in Mexico. And they were so good, but they were so yeah. lard. Lard. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Lard. The lard definitely makes it. <laughs> but yeah. The, yeah. The tortillas with the, yeah, the flour. It was actually a TikTok that I watched that I got this recipe huh. from, from okay. Mexican woman. Very cool. Flour, Very yeah, cool. flour, water, butter, and they kind of taste like the Chevy's tortillas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a little puffy, a little. Yes, a little bit puffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Super good. All right. Let's see. Uh, would you rather do a bake sale one or a special occasion one? Probably bake sale. Let's do the bake sale. All right. All right. Let's say you have a potluck or a bake sale where four rival moms are going to be there. <laughs> And you want to impress them. What item can you bring to drop the mic on them and say, I don't want to say anything bad about them, but say, I'm here. <laughs> I am here with my goods. What's a, what's a crowd pleaser that will sell out first at the bake sale and all the other moms will look at you and say, wow, that is delicious. Well, Curtis, you didn't give us a score last time. Oh, 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 yeah. oh that's true. No. Yeah, no, they were, those were both amazing. Uh, I, I will, we will have tacos and then creme brulee for dessert so that'll give you both <laughs> both 10 points for that one as well we made a meal yeah we're, Yum. <laughs> you guys are working together this is good this is good all right so bake sale or a potluck you can call it a potluck if you want to do something savory that's fine i think okay. for a bake sale we um we are doing a charity bake sale yeah. right now throughout the globe so one of our members made meringue cookies and they're they're like little candies like crispy marshmallows uh-huh. and she made them last year she made them pokemon very cute <laughs> so you know how much money she made from those four thousand dollars wow. and she donated all to charity because oh they God. were so oh, cute and so wow. delicious so this is flowers and stuff her name is jenny lou a sob member this year she did kirby so i would just steal her idea and uh-huh. make these cute jars of meringue I can make them anything like Pokemon again or Kirby or Winnie the Pooh. And then yeah. they'll be so cute and all the kids will love it. And then they'll sell out. Nice. Love you. Me. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. I don't know so, if I can top that one. 
You don't have to top um, it. We get, we'll synergy, synergize um, this, okay. this work with it. <laughs> well, yeah, like, you know, she's my rival mom. She's, I'm going to be like, No, you're oh. on the same team. You're the same team. No, you're. <laughs> We're going to deflate moon. Same team. Um, all right. So I bake, well, I bake often actually for my parents that volunteer in my classroom. Uh-huh. Because it's cheaper than buying things. True, true. <laughs> so I think I would either make uh, gingerbread biscotti because mm. those are easy to package up. And who doesn't love a fresh biscotti instead of getting the Costco half stale? You think that's supposed <laughs> to taste like a biscotti, but a biscotti does not taste like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so a fresh gingerbread biscotti or. Um, my cinnamon roll cupcakes. <laughs> so Yum. Cinnamon yes. roll food. And it has coffee icing and then it has the cream cheese icing on top. Nice. Yes. All right. I you know, I can't I can't decide between the two. We're gonna go ten points for each of you again. <laughs> Amazing. Such a pacifist. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I know. I that's how I've lived a long life, Kat. I, mean, <laughs> I live with three women or oh, one woman and two daughters. So I you know we out you know. <laughs> keep, the, keep the peace. Got to keep the peace. Our friendship goes years back, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for playing along. I hope that was a little bit fun for you guys as well. It was the very audience... fun. Okay, good. We got good, thirty good. points. Yes. Woo! Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so, if you are interested in some of the recipes that Kat talked about, there are a few online. Just go into modernasianbaking.com and you can find some online. But Pre-order the book. Help her out. Uh, Yay! We need to help. You know, like uh, I've heard you say that. You know, as a as a Asian woman of of color, selling a book, there's not a whole lot of you out there. You know, there's not <laughs> a ton of you, and they don't necessarily believe that you can do this, right? And they, you know, they want to see some pre-sales so that they can justify marketing this book a little harder. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. everyone out there. You know, I got to get mine. I, I admit I haven't gotten it yet, but I will. I will get one soon. So everyone out there, go order a copy of this. But uh, you have survived the hard questions, and now it's time <laughs> for the lightning round. Do you play a fun audio with us? I don't. I, that's it. That's all. Dum, that's dum, all dum. you get. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> All right, and now it's time. <laughs> cue the music. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> it's time for the lightning round. All right, number one. What is your favorite subtle Asian ingredient? Me? Yeah, yeah. it's all you. <laughs> <laughs> it's there ain't no one else here. <laughs> <laughs> your cat. <laughs> uh, right now, miso. Miso just balances all of the sweetness, and I could add it to butter to like ube to condensed milk and it just elevates the food and gives it a pop of umami so i will umami. say miso yeah nice. and you'll put that in sweet things as well yeah mm-hmm. i i have a few mm-hmm. recipes that i just put into um it's it's on my instagram so i made an ube roll where i use ube halaya jam and then i mixed it with butter and the miso and it was so good it, i could eat spoonfuls of that but i put it into yeah. the, the cinnamon <laughs> bun roll thing uh-huh. mm. yeah no is cool all right good answer for that one number two all right other than an oven what piece of kitchen equipment could you not live without 
Right now, definitely my stove. You know, I do a lot of cooking. I actually do more cooking than than baking. So I would have to say my stove, the frying pan, the pots. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. That. How about one gadget? You have a gadget that is kind of specialized that you use a lot. I, I guess the spatula. I was talking to someone else about that too. It's so versatile. Yeah. You could use it to make bread dough and cookie batter, and then you could use it to smack someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get out of my kitchen. Yeah, all right. All right. I would thought you might say a scale. I think for baking, a scale is. Really oh yeah, that's、funny. true. I'm sorry. No, I, no, no, no. Don't apologize. No, you went, you went old school. You went. No, you know, not everyone can afford it or has a scale, but I, I really like it for for I baking. Mean, it's, it's like thirty five dollars. So you like some less lattes, you could get one. <laughs> Definitely worth it if you do any kind of bread baking or cakes. Yeah. Right. Number three. Is there a food item that you would much rather buy than cook yourself? <laughs> Everyday dinner. <laughs> <So then> I, <laughs> I just don't like to clean up, and then the I don't mind、break. the cooking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I could cook、too. all day, but、yes. to have to do the cleaning is messes me up. And then everyone has a different palate. Like my mom、yes. can't eat、yes. spicy. Yes. My husband can eat anything. Then my son gets picky, so then、oh, I have to think、goodness. about everyone. Yes. So just dinner, if I could just Uber Eats or Dash, DoorDash, <laughs> everything,、same. I'd be very happy. Yeah. Totally yeah. relate to that. Yeah. And then when you have teens, you have to clean your kitchen before you cook <laughs> because because they've messed up the kitchen before you even gotten there.、Uh, yeah. 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 No, we were you know we were all home last year. We were all home for cooking three meals a day. <laughs> And it was just a disaster every single day, and then you spend another hour and a half, two hours just cleaning it, and then、Constant. it starts all over the next day. Constant like, cleaning, people. Yeah,、Constant、I was going to get everyone one plate, one fork, one spoon. I <laughs> like camping with their name on it. Yeah, it's like you don't eat unless you clean up your one plate, man. You know what they're doing on TikTok too? They put um, they put the foil, the plastic wrap on top of the plate. So then, once you're done eating, <laughs> they just throw out the wrap.、Oh, you don't、man. have to clean anything. <laughs> All right, Kat. So the Infatuation Podcast would like to get you a ticket to anywhere in the world. Plane ticket.、Uh, what destination in the world would you go for one and one meal? You get you get an airplane ticket and one meal, <laughs> and then you come home. Oh what, my gosh! <laughs> what destination and what meal would you go to? Probably a really good omakase or a sushi、uh, dinner in Japan, in like Japan. maybe in one of their best restaurants. We used to go every year to Japan. My son, like ever since he was five, I think, and、um, we haven't gone back because of COVID. So I really miss Japan. You got、nice. pretty good seafood in Seattle, though, but not quite the same. No, actually, it is. You're right. You're right.、Um, it's comparable. So you're、oh, right.、Wow. But that would be pretty cool to do in Japan. <laughs> Yeah, just to see the cherry blossoms again. Yeah, yeah, and their cute little foods and the toys.、Yeah. You know, all the <laughs> toys I have in the back. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, that's a good answer. Yeah. All right. Have any celebrities or notables dropped you a note letting you know they've tried your recipes? <laughs> well, only the the people who have endorsed our book so far. So、okay. all, all the ones who have endorsed our book. So Brian Ford. Of New World、nice. Sourdough, Korean Vegan, Joanne.、Um, who else? Jason of Xian Xian Foods. <laughs> okay. How did you feel when the email? I mean, like you know, they they were kind of asked to do it, but you know, how did you feel when you got those? 
very ecstatic and happy. And, you know, and then I realized that anybody can be down to earth and support someone, you know, the bamboo ceiling and the glass ceilings are so hard and tough and high. And just having people who are already there, you know, up there, lift Mm. me and pull me up a little bit, even if it's just a tiny little step, so grateful and so happy and eternally appreciative of them. Yeah. Awesome. Have you been stopped on the street? Are you Kat from Subtle Asian Baking? <laughs> no, because Not my yet? face. No, my fa- it's been COVID time, so we all have yeah. masks on. That's true. That's <laughs> right. True. I haven't been on a lot of media. Maybe now with the Tamron Hall show, maybe more yeah. people would recognize me. But I usually put a lot of the food first and not my face first. So when I, yeah. whenever I started talking about myself, then I got some backlash because now she's a vocal Asian uh, woman. Right? Mm, so I don't put, uh, I don't put my son's face out there either for that reason. Yeah. I don't want him mm-hmm. to be recognized or um, yeah. things like that. So I don't really put a lot of myself out there, but I might try, start doing that a little bit more. I also use my platform to elevate other bakers with mm-hmm. smaller platforms so that I'm able to reshare and repost their content. It's not always my content, so I feel it's more of a community effort. Nice. Why are you so cool, Kat? Why can't you be a little selfish? Say, I want to be the face of Subtle Asian Baking. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're very cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. And, and speaking of that, we are uh, really impressed with what you've been doing in the Asian community. You've been raising thousands and thousands of dollars through different different ways one of them is called the very asian bake sale right yeah that, and that's going on right now yeah yes until the end of may 2022 so bakers from all around the world you don't have to be asian you're welcome to host your own bake sales they could be virtual they could be in person and then donate how however much proceeds you want to the to our gofundme it's called the very asian fundraiser on gofundme you could, of course, also donate to causes that resonate with you. It doesn't have to be Stop Asian Hate. It could be to help the people of Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm. So I've donated mm-hmm. my money to all things that resonate with me. Mm-hmm. All in total from 2020 to this year, we're going to be, um, there'll be a total of $30,000 that we've wow. raised through bake sales and direct donations um, to various fundraisers. That's great. Yeah. That's the power That's of numbers too. You know, we talked about 300 something thousand people. Have you ever gotten your head around that? You know, when you get 5 million views on TikTok, you ever get your head around those numbers a little bit? <laughs> but there's a lot of power in that, right? It, there is, there this. is. But you uh, can only expect a small percentage. So sure. if you have 300,000 followers and members, expect 5 to 10% who would engage or maybe less than that. Of course, if each of the 300,000 people can donate just $1, we'd have $300,000 donated. Yeah. But mm, I'm not like going to expect that from, from everyone. Uh, what's the uh, what's the GoFundMe account again? Very Asian fundraiser. So it's on GoFundMe. You can find it on GoFundMe, and then just search for hashtag Very Asian fundraiser. And it's partnered with Michelle Lee from yeah. Uh, that's St. half Louis. of the proceeds. Yeah, yeah it'll go to Michelle Lee's Very um, Asian Foundation, and half of them will go to Heart of Din- a Dinner in New York City. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And I want to shout out. So uh, I don't know if you know, but. Uh, the guys over at Worst Asian Podcast and I, we we talk quite a bit, and so uh, Lingji and Ben out there, and they're they're doing a fundraiser of a different sort. Oh yes, I have to talk about that. That's yes. starting tomorrow. Starts tomorrow. Well, we're doing, this podcast <laughs> is coming out on Wednesday, so it'll be already going by the time this podcast comes out. It's going until uh, April third, I believe. So there's still time. By the time you're hearing this, <laughs> yes, we're gonna uh, we're gonna do a beefcake. 
tail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a different type of baked tail. So if you're interested, you're single, you're 18, and you're ready to mingle with a six foot two Asian Adonis, right? His name is Ben <laughs> <laughs> of the worst Asian pod. So if you're ready, you could be single or not single. <laughs> you could bid on Ben and then um the, the person who bids the most money. All of that money will go to our fundraiser, of course, and hopefully we'll get a lot of big bet, uh, bids. You know, he's a good-looking guy. You know, good-looking opa. Good-looking opa. <laughs> so, girls, go and bid on him. It'll be on our Instagram, so it'll be tied with um, Worst Asian Pods Instagram, and our Instagram will be a collaborator on this post. So you could bid by um, just commenting on the thread uh, your own bid. So I think we're starting at twenty or twenty-five dollars, and then I think he's starting at fifty. <laughs> You starting at 50? <laughs> Big ballers only. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they could just like, you know, all pitch in, right? Like a group. You could do a group. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, it could be a group date. I mean, but he's only you... he's only getting dinner for one person, though. So. Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> they can switch off. <laughs> yeah. But even if you don't live in New York City, so Ben's in Flushing, but even if you're not in New York City, you can still bid because they'll do a virtual date. Yeah. Where uh, Ben will pick so up the excited. tab for a DoorDash meal delivered to you and you guys can chat over Zoom or, yeah. or whatever format. But it has to be not X rated, okay? It has to be yeah. publicized yeah. later on. So it's a very friendly date. Okay. Keep it clean, people. <laughs> Keep, Keep it, it clean. clean. <laughs> G-rated, G-rated date. Yeah. We gotta keep it's... Ben safe. <laughs> yeah. Even though he's six foot two. Yeah. We <laughs> We gotta That's keep a, my opa safe. I was asking Lingjie, are you are you gonna chaperone this thing? Or are you just gonna throw Ben out there? You don't know what could happen out there. Yeah, we can't trust Lingjie. Uh, yeah, not someone you can trust. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a fun it's a fun time. Their their podcast is super fun, and we we chat out quite a bit. And he doesn't think it's gonna go very high. And I said, I think you can get over a thousand. I think we can. He's get... very pessimistic. Yeah, I, I want to tell people that. You, you shouldn't be pessimistic because I do a lot of manifestation, right? And then um, yeah. the power of the secret and things like that. You want to manifest things that will happen positively. So if you say it's not going to go big, then maybe it's not going to go big. So you have to think, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Ben's going to get a thousand bucks. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm calling it. I, I told I told him you're going to get over a thousand. There's some sugar mama out there. Oh, yeah. going to put down a thousand bucks <laughs> for a, a nice candlelit dinner with Ben. But it includes dinner. I mean, dinner and conversation and a good cause. So everyone out there, go over to Subtle Asian Baking Instagram, which will be tied to the Worst Asian Podcast Instagram. And you just put a comment there with a dollar amount. We're Subtle Asian Dot Baking. We have to have the dot on the Instagram. <laughs> oh, okay. Subtle Asian Dot Baking. Got it. All right. Well, Kat, thanks so much for coming along. We really appreciate all the stuff you're doing for the community. And, you know, just just getting voices out there is is great. Hearing your voice out there and and see this thing blowing up and just hopeful, just wish you the best of success going forward. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support and for having me on today and, you know, just being so so nice oh. <laughs> and and no dad jokes thank god i know i, I held back i held back a little bit <laughs> i didn't want to i didn't want to ruin your day <laughs> but yeah thank you've been a great ho- you've been a great guest so thank you for coming along and caroline thank you for coming along it's been a while since we've chatted actually yeah absolutely i was very inspired by all of kat's um story her whole story is just amazing i'm so inspired by you thank you but yeah so everyone out there 
Uh, if you are listening to our voices right now, go out there, pre-order a copy of this book. Amazon is one place, maybe the easiest place, but yeah, go to your local bookstore, help them out. Uh, ask them if they're going to carry it, ask them if they're going to order it, and let the publisher know that there is some excitement about this book and some energy, modern Asian baking at home. Can, uh, so I don't mess it up. Can you give us your socials one more time so that we can all find you and find this book? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go on Instagram, we're subtleasian.baking. Same for TikTok, it's subtleasian.baking. On Facebook, you could find us on Subtle Asian Baking. It's a private group, so you do have to join it and answer a few questions. Just follow our rules so that you're not just going to spam our group. And then go on to modernasianbaking.com for all of our free recipes. And to pre-order our book, it's modernasianbaking.com slash pre-order. Awesome. All right, everyone. Make sure you support your your uh, Asian authors out there, <laughs> and, and especially Kat. And so if you want to get a hold of us, you know how to get a hold of us. You can write us at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us also on Instagram or Facebook at The Infatuation Podcast. I'll put all these details in the show notes. And if you would be so kind to leave us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify, that'll help us get our uh, our name out there. Yeah, five, five stars. stars. Five. All right. And so you can also follow us wherever you get your podcasts. So thank you so much for listening. On behalf of Kat, and Caroline and myself, we hope that you're all happy, healthy, and safe out there. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. You can't wave, Kat. This is audio. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> all right. I know that you know we're so used to just doing that. It's like, see you later. But it's my like... dog's been barking. My dog's oh, I didn't barking. Hear it. So I had to mute. Oh, I didn't hear him. <laughs> oh man. All right. Thank oh, you. Was so Kat. much fun. Thank you. Oh, yeah. No, thanks you for coming along. I'm... You have to show me your bread. Okay, I need to see how it works. Yeah, out. yeah. You know, I, I do bake, actually. I do a little baking. I like yeast. I think yeast doughs are my favorite because mm. I'm a biology teacher. So it's kind of like it's a living organism. You know, there's something cool about it. Yeah. Did you do the sourdough starter? <laughs> no, I I've, I failed at sourdough. I don't know. Oh, I'm really? Not... No, you can totally do sourdough starter. You would love a sourdough starter if you're that whole... Biology, I, yeah, I, I did one, you know, because I'm in San Francisco, so I'd be able to get that the official sourdough. Yeah. But it got moldy on me, so I, I didn't. <laughs> <do something like. laughs> what happened? Uh, are you supposed to cover it or not cover it? Uh, when you first start it? I don't know. <laughs> when I'm not a sourdough expert. It's so. supposed <laughs> to be like a moist. It's supposed to be like a moist covering. But it has to be it has to be open to the air. To get the spores. Not completely open. No, no, no. Oh, really? You can put yeah. it. Yeah, that's probably why I'm old. <laughs> uh, You're just right. opening it to dust and everything. <laughs> yeah, cat hair and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you could, you could like, yeah. If you put like a wet towel on top of it, you'll, yeah. you'll, yeah. And my friend gave me some, but I don't like the taste of her bread for some reason. Oh, it's her bacteria you don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. Or I do it's the, the mixture quick. of her bread flowers. I don't know. <laughs> anyway but i do like pizza i like making pizza i like making focaccias and milk breads are, are yummy so yeah i'll send you pictures are you gonna make a screenshot of this uh yeah well it's recording this whole thing so uh you want to you want to do a pose or anything yeah choose a nice one please <laughs> okay yeah no what i usually do is i'll 
it's hard for all of us to look good at the same time. So what I do is I, I yeah, I take a, a snap of it. There you go. Yeah, so it'll be good. No, I got you. I got you. Um, yeah, we'll post this up and I'll tag you so you guys can uh, can post it or re- repost it. Because if you don't put a nice picture of a girl or a woman online, they're going to hunt you down. I know. Yeah, no, All right, I know Curtis, this. you understand I, this? I do know this. I know the rules. I'm from Brooklyn. Okay. <laughs> don't mess. Don't mess. Don't mess. I, know the, I know the rules. I know the rules. Don't worry. I actually got to go because I have guests in the house. Oh, really? Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, they thanks so much. came over. Okay, cool. Thank you. Bye, Kat. Talk nice to meeting you. Soon. Bye. Bye, Caroline. Bye. See you later. See ya.